Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host, Michael Brand. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter. And I'm joined, as always, by Cousy Shane, who goes by Big Orange Balls on Twitter. What are you up to, you big Tennessee Homer? <laughs> hey, babe, what's going on? Oh, man, another season down. Mm. And would you know it? Them Bulldogs on top of the SEC headed to the college football playoff. What a what a season. It's not done yet, but Yeah. Man, the the thing I kept thinking about, Shane, I don't I don't know how much we want to talk about all the championship games over the weekend, but this was the first weekend with mm-hmm. uh obviously just one SEC football game. So I actually had the time to watch some of these other leagues and their championships and all that. Yeah. Same story all season long, chaos in college football, yet the dominance, the brilliance of Kirby Smart's Georgia Bulldogs from week one to now. I mean, I know there's been a little ups and downs, but not not like the rest of the country where we got Nick Saban begging to get into the playoff, Ohio State backdooring the thing, you know what I mean? On and on and on. Everybody's got an excuse aside from yeah. them Georgia Bulldogs who have just been dominant from week one, you know what? Absolutely, man. And and don't, don't get me wrong, there was clearly a little upset in the air. You you watch the USC game, you yeah. see uh, uh, TCU go down, um, Michigan even – well, that was after. But, you know, still it was uh, – nobody wanted – I guess nobody wanted to get in the college football playoffs <laughs> with Georgia is what it was. So, like, I don't know about that. How about we just stay here a yard short? But uh, I, I think this is um, – this is making out to be a, a unique college football playoff. This is the first time in a long time we've not seen. I, I you showed that shared the graphic with Clemson and Alabama. Is this the first time ever uh, that the college football playoff didn't have one of those teams in it? Yeah, it is, which is pretty yeah. wild to think about. We've been doing this since uh, the twenty fourteen season, mm-hmm. so nearly ten seasons here. First one without Alabama or That's Clemson. Crazy. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? Well, and, and part of me likes that part of me wants to embrace that 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 this is different you mm-hmm. know so maybe maybe it'll be a little bit more entertaining but I'm not gonna lie when I'm watching TCU I, I'm in the back of my mind thinking you know Georgia Georgia's gonna beat the shit out of this team yeah. you know and then I watch Ohio State or, or well, Michigan let's I'm before like, we get into all the playoff and the bowls and everything like that well, we gotta get yeah, we gotta give Georgia their due for winning this SEC championship absolutely. game so let, let's recap that Shane we we will get to all that but Georgia beats LSU 50 to 30. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, nearly everybody outside of that locker room overlooked the importance of this football game because the, the seniors, every to a man, every Georgia Bulldog, Kirby Smart, after this game said they did this for the seniors. Shane, this is the winningest class in Georgia Bulldog history. And the seniors... They had accomplished everything. They've even won a national championship. The yeah. one thing they hadn't accomplished, Shane, was an SEC title. And you could tell, man, they wanted this one badly, whooped LSU. And, you know, Shane, I, I got to be honest with you, because I thought LSU came out strong. I thought they were controlling the game. Yet 
Then it was on that blocked field goal, returned 96 yards by Christopher Smith for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Georgia was the better team. They played better. They played smarter. They had awareness. I mean, when this team is playing to this level, I realize LSU put on some some yards and some points late in the ball game, but that's irrelevant to me. Georgia, again, going back to what I said at the top of the show, they're the most dominant team, and they look like the team that wants it more than anybody, which is scary to think about. The balance, the awareness. Uh, another play was, was of course, the, uh, the slant route that, again, Christopher Smith, was. he blew it up. The ball hits Jack mm-hmm. Besh in the head. <laughs> ball goes flying up. Georgia's got the awareness to tip it, catch it, score a touchdown. They're just locked in. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, Mike, you cut me off one more time, I'm going to Jalen Carter your ass. <laughs> All right? You don't do it. All right, I was getting to the point that the Georgia Bulldogs came out here and made a freaking statement, man. I think you hit the nail on the head. We were afraid that Georgia was going to overlook this game because similar to to TCU situation, Mm -hmm. they really could have lost it and still made it into the college football playoffs. You know, Kirby had an opportunity to keep some folks healthy and and back, but, man, they're dialed in. And you could tell after the game how much it meant to Stetson Bennett, how much it meant to those fans that were there, and especially Kirby Smart. Kirby wanted to win this SEC championship. Not saying that the rest of the team didn't, but – when your head coach is that dialed in, you, it's it's hard not to be focused, laser focused like they were. So they came out here with a mission, and they accomplished that mission. It, there was no doubt in this game, Mike. I'm going to be honest with you. I, there was never a moment. I, I think maybe, you, you know, Nussma, I, I think there was a like a brief little second. You're like, wait a minute. And then you're like, no, no, no. No, this ain't going to be a game. But uh, kudos to Georgia Bulldog. I never thought this score would happen, 50 to 30. But uh, that was a a hell of a year. That was an icing on the cake for an SEC championship if you're a Georgia Bulldog fan. Yeah, that was the the third highest scored. uh, So 80 points, the the third most ever scored in an SEC championship game. That's pretty wild. But speaking of Stetson Bennett, Shane, MVP of the SEC title game. All this guy does is gets get discounted, and he saves his best for the biggest performances. He was MVP of the Orange Bowl. He was MVP of the National Championship. Now he's got another one. Just look at his stats just in the first half, Shane. 19 of 24. Just incredible. 214 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, he was just on fire. And this is, again, a, a very quality LSU defense. This is not – some Big Ten defense he's shredding up here. Yeah. This is one of the best defenses in the country. Georgia, Shane, had as many sacks as LSU had rushing yards in the first half. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was 35 to 7 at one point. I mean, this is yeah. I don't the final score makes it kind of look close. I mean, not really 20 points, but it makes it kind of mm-hmm. look close. 35 to 7. LSU did tack on a field goal there right before half, but I mean, in the in the middle of the game, Shane Georgia went touchdown, touchdown. They missed a field goal, touchdown, right. touchdown. And, and I mean, it was just blowout city there. The second half, the only thing that made this entertaining in the second half, you you nailed it, Shane Garrett Nussmeyer threw for uh, two hundred ninety four yards. That was the most Georgia's allowed in the entire season by a quarterback. Yeah. Let me ask you. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, just devil's advocate here because obviously Daniels was banged up. Yeah. So the rushing wasn't a threat here. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing us, I, I thought there was, I don't know, uh, 
it was kind of exciting. I'm not. I'm not going to yeah. lie. A little downfield presence here. Do you think that they're still in an SEC? Ch- and again, we're just saying ifs and buts here. But if if he was the quarterback the entire time, are they still in the SEC championship? Or do you think Daniels needed to get him to this point? And um, and maybe if Daniels was healthy, it would have been a closer game. Oh yeah, no question. Jay Jane okay. Daniels is one of the most outstanding, most valuable players in the SEC. They don't sniff this game without yeah. Jane Daniels. But I mean, so many games he's he's scoring five touchdowns, six touchdowns. He he led the team in rushing. He's top ten in the SEC in rushing. He's <laughs> he barely turned the ball over uh, right. with interceptions. No, he is the team. But again, people probably get tired of me saying this, Shane. These games come down to the red zone. Georgia, uh-huh. five of five in the red zone for 36 points. LSU, one of three in the red zone for only six points. And they had that red zone turnover. So, I mean, that's how you that's how you win championships. You're perfect yeah. in the red zone. You prevent the opponent from getting you in the red zone. And like you said, I mean, this is going to be one of the images of the season, Shay. Jaden Car- Carter picking yeah. up old Jaden Daniels with the number one in the air. I mean, it made him look like a child or something. I'm surprised LSU's offensive lineman, you know, didn't have a stronger reaction and, and, and you know, put our man down. But they were just, they were just beaten down. You know what? Well, it's funny because, you know, you start the season with the, the Washington hurdle. Yeah. And then you end it with uh, Carter holding up the LSU quarterback <laughs> in the SEC championship. I, I There was a lot of picturesque moments throughout the season, and I kind of want to ask you something on that note. You know, this Heisman race is really, really up in the air right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm hearing, you know, they're digging up banged up quarterbacks. You know, they're like, maybe we do <laughs> – Maybe do give it a hooker up there, you know? But yeah. I'm just curious, do you think that this helps Stetson a little bit in that Heisman race? And and I say that because what pisses me off the most about it is some ballots already in. I mean, right. I don't know how you, how you put that ballot in and not let the season complete, but um, do you think this, this helps him at all? Well, you're, you're saying two things there, Shane, so let me address first. Yeah, if you cast your ballot before these championship games – they ought to take it away from you. Yeah. But sadly, that happens year in and year out. There's, to my knowledge, I think there's like a thousand vi- voters. There, there, there doesn't need to be that many voters. And I think some people don't pay attention to it. And that being said, spoil alert, I think Southern Cal quarterback Caleb Williams is going to win it because so many people voted for him before he, mm. I mean, he got banged up. He Let's not, I'm not going to call him out because he looked, sensational in the first quarter but the rest of the game utah took over i actually got to watch that game but so i think he'll win it but had more votes been held i think you're dead on i think stetson would have had a strong argument i still think there's a good chance he's a heisman finalist but i don't think he'll win it but uh again i've seen stats that indicate chain of in games against ranked opponents he's got like 17 touchdowns and that's right that's five games i believe they played against ranked opponents 17 touchdowns i mean that's that's an incredible number had had every opponent been a ranked one he would have had 44 touchdowns (laughs) all the seasons georgia you know took they've taken their foot off the gas in so many ball games that are so one-decided it it hurts you just statistically not doesn't take away anything from stetson the player but Again, some people are just going to look at the stats, and that that's why I don't think he'll win it. 
Yeah, I just I, I think everybody's looking for that Heisman moment, and I think we had a little bit of that uh, this game. But you know, you go back to the Tennessee game; those two of the biggest games that they had this season, and who steps up the mm-hmm. quarterback? So um, I don't know. I just sometimes I think a team effort kind of gets overlooked a little bit. But you know, if Georgia doesn't have Stetson, yeah, you know, they they would have won a lot of games. But I don't know if they would have been undefeated at this point. No, I I don't think they would have for sure. Yeah. Now, so Georgia now's got 14 SEC championships to their name, Shane. Four since we went to this uh, SEC championship game format. Pretty remarkable. And I threw this out there, Shane. People had a lot of fun with it, but it's just just something I was thinking about after a couple of drinks after Friday night. Florida beat the Pac-12 champions, Shane. (laughs) But they couldn't beat Vanderbilt. And that's not – I'm not trying to disrespect Florida. I'm saying, my God, is the SEC a strong league? And yeah. like Stetson said after the ball game, I mean, it's just like winning a national championship except just to a, a slightly less degree. I mean, getting through the SEC is a gauntlet. Kirby says it too. Toughness, that's the difference. Going on the road, Alabama found out. Tennessee found out. LSU found out at times. Going on the road – it's just incredibly, incredibly difficult in this league. That's what it takes to become a champion, and that's why Georgia, the team that handled it, that's why they're the champions. You know what? Winning the SEC is a big deal. Um, you know, this is this is the best conference in football, and I think with you know national championships it, it, it is huge and, and and great, and you know that's our next goal, but. SEC is the first goal, and it's the first goal, second goal um, after winning the East. But winning the SEC championship, I mean, there, there's only one of those. I mean, it's a banner, right? I mean, it's it's the same thing as a, as a national championship, just a little bit smaller scale. So, yeah, it, it was important for us. Um, the, the, the example of it, ball hitting the LSU player's helmet, uh, and then obviously your the field goal, is that just perfect examples of not playing until the whistle's blown and those two key moments of the game? Yeah, I think every I think it's a trite expression to say play till the whistle's blown. I mean, everybody plays till the whistle's blown, right? I mean, that's what you do. I think it's it's more about his instincts. That's the same play in the same exact route that he picked off on Clemson last year, and he jumped it. He played it aggressive. He understood what the quarterback's check was. He understood his leverage. I mean, he, he how many times do you think you've run that stunt since you've been here? A ton. A ton. And he he saw it. He jumped it. And by him jumping it. It caused the balls to go in the air, and then it bounced off him. I think smiles. Uh, we talk about tips and overthrows. Mel Tucker had a saying here. What do they say, Chris? Tips those. and throw. Tips and overthrows. Got to get those. And we got them. And that that's that's a big deal. And smile did it. And then Chris picking up the. You know, it's just football savvy and football awareness for him to pick that ball up because we tell them we showed them video of of guys touching the ball after it's blocked, and the other team gaining possession. But we also say. If you can score, go do it. I don't know if you remember last year, we blocked one on Alabama in the National Championship game, and Lewis or Quay you know, about messed it up, and they would have gotten the ball. And so we use that as an example of don't touch it, don't touch it. And Chris thought about that. You could see him thinking about that. Then he realized there's nobody covering, you know, so he went. Yeah, I, you know, his, his, <laughs> we, me and AD have something that you'll never have. What? We're both career passing record at UGA is one, one for, for one. one. <laughs> and you're, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm passing percent. Two point conversions, drop the snap, do a pass, one for one. So you and Bobo are behind me, me and AD. Especially your receivers that are able to make those blocks. 
Yeah, uh, the physicality at our place is, comes out every every day in practice. And the thing I'll never uh, shy away from or tell people is that physical wins in our league. You see, our league's different. Our league's tough. Our league's hard. Week in and week out, it's extremely physical. There was more depth in our league this year than I ever remember. I mean, top to bottom. You look at what Vanderbilt's able to do, what South Carolina's able to do, what Mississippi State's able to do. Everybody is really physical. So you've got to set yourself apart, and you've got to have a culture, and you've got to build your culture around guys who think toughness matters. Because if toughness doesn't matter, you have no chance in this league. You win on the road with toughness, and I thought we won tonight with some toughness. Two final questions right here in the middle, second row. Um, one thing, too, I, I know you're going to – are we going to talk about Nick Saban begging uh, to come in? I, yeah, we'll, we'll, get, we to, we'll get to the Bulls. Yeah. We'll get to the Bulls in a minute. I know. I'm like, I'm on Chapter 18 and you're on Chapter 5, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get well, we it. we don't talk I, enough I, about the dogs, Shay. we got to give the dogs some love here. Yeah, but the dogs, this is just a stepping stone. I, I Don't get me wrong, Georgia – Wanted to win this. They were they were absolutely dialed in for it. But yeah. but now they're going to make some freaking noise. And 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 I've seen some of these early spreads come out. Mm-hmm. I I mm-hmm. just I have this this gut feeling that the Georgia Bulldogs want to leave zero doubt who the best team in the country is. And they are going to they're they're on a warpath, man. It's like that whole uh, uh, yeah shit. I'm not gonna bring up history, but <laughs> let's just say <laughs> it, it, they're gonna leave a lot of bodies behind. So that's that's what I'm expecting to happen with uh, with Georgia's run coming up. But I, I just I think you you talked about the SEC and the dominance of it and how hard it is, man. Even though we we look at Georgia's schedule and we're like, well, you know, they didn't have they didn't play in Alabama, mm-hmm. they didn't, you know, so there's a lot of these, but they they ran through the East like it was nothing, you know, and, and I I would imagine if you would have transplant Georgia and let's just say LSU and put them in the uh, in the West, I still think they run the board. There's no, is there any doubt in your mind? Uh, I'm sorry, can you say that again? I- no, I'm trying. I'm, see, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to follow your what you're saying. You're not following it. You're eating something right now. Aren't you? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I can hear you chewing. I'm trying. I'm, I'm skipping ahead of my notes so we can get to these bowls so you could. Sh- A cheese Danish from McDonald's. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> You've been eating them all along. <laughs> no. Uh, what I'm saying is. You're going to hear an echo here. Mm-hmm. You, you're hearing it with Nick Saban. You're hearing it with Sankey. And you're hearing it from everybody on this damn podcast. The SEC is the toughest conference in the entire country. And I don't think you can look at two losses, one losses, at the same as you could in another conference, like 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 TCU situation. Mm-hmm. Now, and again, we're going to touch on the bowl games. I know you're going to get to that, blah, blah, blah. But what I'm saying is – the fact that Georgia ran the board, went undefeated, that just doesn't happen, man. Rarely does that happen. And does it happen with this much ease? You can look at, you know, you can, you're pointing the Missouri game. You're pointing a Kent State game. That's it. That's as close as it got. And to be honest with you, it's just because they were overlooking those teams. Right. And if they, it, 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 and you look at Alabama, some of their greatest years, man, there's, you look at LSU, how many times, I mean, they, they made a magical run. We talk about how great that one is. Mm-hmm. But there were some tight ass ball games in there, you know? Georgia didn't have them. They just went out there and they just beat the shit out of anybody that came on the field. And that is almost impossible to do in the SEC. 
Right. In fact, uh-huh. after they did this, everybody wants to talk about how the SEC is down. You know? <laughs> <laughs> how about we just recognize how good this freaking team is? Yeah. Well, to your point, Shane, the great Nick Saban, he's the greatest of all time. I believe, I could be wrong, it's either two or three perfect seasons at Alabama. Mm-hmm. I believe he's got twice as many national championships down there. So it's easier for him to win a national championship than it is to go <laughs> through undefeated. That's what yep. Georgia still has in front of them. they got to finish the deal, of course, though. But all right, Shane, I can tell you, you're you dying to get to these bowls. <laughs> i got all kinds of news and notes, but we'll, we'll get right to the bowls. And I, I put this out there, Shane. Of course, we know who it is now, but I said we ought to line up Josh Heupel, Nick yeah. Saban, and Ryan Day, and make them do this damn Dr. Pepper <laughs> halftime football toss. Whoever scores highest gets that final playoff spot. But, I mean, it was politicking. It was, you know, of course, Tennessee, they were not even in the discussion. I don't understand. But uh, Nick Saban was going on Fox. He was going on ESPN. He Hell, he'd probably come on this show, Shane, to, to state his case. He was out there so much. But, uh, man, I, I, I know that, that ticked off a lot of people, that uh, Nick Saban – by virtue of the point spread, would favor them, mm-hmm. thought they should be in the college football playoff, which last time I checked, Shane, they were favored against Tennessee. They were favored against LSU. That didn't work out well for them there, so I don't know what the <laughs> hell, why we'd be defining the games by the point spread. If we just went off the point spread, Shane, we shouldn't even play the damn games, put in Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia every year because they're favored in, in damn near every game they play. Absolutely. man. Well, before we get down there, Chess pass should not be allowed in the Dr. Pepper comp. You know, <laughs> I don't want to be that guy, but we're playing football here. Throw the football. So maybe wrap one of their arms around them next time so they have to use a one arm. So, But anyway, uh, back back to your point, brother. I, I, You know, I, I'm torn. I'm torn on this, brother, because I just told you how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. We want to be entertained. Man, that's that's what this is. College football playoffs, I, I truly believe, should be the four best teams in the country. And and I think Nick Saban, as sad and pathetic as that, that begging sounded, he's got points in there, man. I, I truly think that which one would you rather watch? Would you rather watch Georgia and Alabama or would you rather watch Georgia and TCU? And to say TCU's earned it, by backdooring all those wins and losing in their own conference game? An underdog. This wasn't a surprise. They were a listed underdog coming into that matchup against Kansas State. Uh So do you want to see that, or would you rather see a team like Alabama and Georgia or Tennessee? I know hookers hurt, but still, again, I think that it would make for better football with with those guys in the conference. And that's why they're expanding. That's why they're expanding. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see a filtration of SEC opponents. I'm just letting you guys know it will be an SEC tournament, but that's what we want to see. We want to see good football. We want to see good games coming down to the wire. We don't want to see a 30-point blowout at halftime. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just curious why you say that would be a better game. What what gives you an indication that it would? I mean, they, Nick ne- Saban. they nearly yeah. lost right. to A&M. They nearly lost yeah. to Texas. Those, those teams suck. They lost to Tennessee. They lost to LSU. I mean, Arkansas gave them a game for a while there. Ole Miss got four losses, gave them a game. Why, why are yeah, we sitting here saying, Al, Al, well, Alabama, they give them a hell of a game? Because they find ways to win, Mike. I mean, when you say – that's the thing that drives me nuts. Uh, okay, yes, 
Did LSU beat Alabama? Did Tennessee beat Alabama? Absolutely they did. But did it come down to the wire? Was it not two of the best freaking games you've ever watched? Who gives a shit? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I can get that and Alabama lose to Georgia, but it comes down to another field goal and Nick Saban loses, man, I'll, I'll watch it all day long. I don't want to see a, just an absolute bloodbath, which we're going to see in this turn or in this uh, college football playoff. I truly believe that Nick Saban is is the the goat, the the best coach of all time, and and I think that Bryce is one of the best quarterbacks to ever come through Alabama or the SEC. And you put you pair those two together, anything can happen any given Saturday. So would you rather see that? That's that's what I'm I'm trying to get at here. It's not that I think Alabama would beat Georgia. It's just I think Alabama would give Georgia a better game than half of the people that made it in the or half the teams that made it in the college football playoffs. Mm, well, maybe we shouldn't even play the season then, Shane, if it, if we were that locked in now, on it. I'm just saying, but would I, again, you can't say that, Mike, when you got Alabama ahead of Tennessee. They obviously they don't care about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if that was the case, you know, Tennessee would be ahead of Alabama and we can make the argument then. Yeah. But clearly they, they see enough from Alabama to put them ahead of Tennessee, but not enough to put them in ahead of a one loss TCU team or a one loss Ohio State team that just recently got blown out by Michigan, which, you know, say what you want, Purdue held them in check for a big part of that game. So an eight and four team, that's not ranked. So I'm not convinced that, that maybe the big Ten's not as good as we think it is. So, mm. and I, and I know we get a couple big 10 fans that listen to the podcast and you're probably yelling at your radio, telling Shane to shut the hell up, but <laughs> you know what? They're going to get their shot, you know, and yeah. Alabama had their shot. And, and, and one of the things that, that really, that really stood out to me, with with Alabama was was the and Nick Saban's complaints there was uh, that Bryce was unhealthy. I mean, say what you want, he clearly was not healthy. And and was he healthy during the Ole Miss game? Yes. Did he did they play the best games? No. But they ended they won. They ended up winning those games. So um, I don't know. That's that's my two cents. I'm, I'm done arguing for Alabama. Uh, I can't believe it. Tennessee Homer. You know, trying to make the push. I'm just saying, the way the playoffs should have been, in my personal opinion, it should have went Georgia, Michigan, Tennessee, Alabama. Those are your top four. Yeah. Hey, I'd sign up for that. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Who wouldn't? I I think it would be great. Milton out there throwing. We may lose. Who cares? But we're there, you know? (laughs) So, all right. That's that's all I'm going to say about it. So, so, getting away from Shane's fantasy playoff, what it really is (laughs) – Georgia number one, Ohio State number four. That could be a hell of a matchup, Shane, but it's going to be in Atlanta, home of the dogs down there. They they own that Mercedes-Benz Stadium now in the Peach Bowl. Saturday, December 31st, the other game, the Fiesta Bowl, number two, Michigan, number three, TCU, of course, also on Saturday, December 31st. Should be the makings of what hell of a uh, – playoff matchup and you say Shane you want new blood but at the same time you get mad we get new blood in there Michigan at TCU uh t- Michigan two years in a row but first time for TCU Ohio State's not been in it in a while I think they got smoked by uh by Clemson last time they were in there but uh you know that, that that's our playoff field and I, I wouldn't argue it I think those are those are probably the teams that uh 
earn the right to be there. I'll put it that way. Wait, all four of them? I think so, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's that's your opinion. That's your opinion. <laughs> I'm I'm just telling you, man, some of these teams are going to get – now, maybe they don't. Maybe they don't. But I'm telling you what, I, we're going to find out. Let's just say that, Mike. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to just sit back, enjoy the ride. But when one of these teams get their ass handed to them, you could turn back around and say, Shane, who should have been in there? And I'm going to say, not that damn team. <laughs> what do you think the point spreads are for those games? Georgia versus Ohio State. Well, I saw this one, so that's okay. not fair. Yeah. Like a touchdown, right? Six and a half Georgia, which that surprised me. I thought it'd be a little bit more than that. I did too. If you how much money you got, Mike? Because I'm putting it all on there. The big old mortgage payment going on the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> I'm not gonna lock them up because I don't want to put that uh I won't put that bad mojo. We got because <laughs> yeah. I can't say all this and then it backfire on me, you know. <laughs> All right, Chad, hey, this is a perfect time to let the audience know we are brought to you by Game Time Sidekicks. I got my Game Time Sidekicks right here. They send us a bunch of gear. I liked it so much, Shane, I had to turn around and order a bunch for the holidays. And uh, one of my buddies has had a birthday. I get him his Game Time Sidekicks. You can get your Game Time Sidekicks, Shane, at GameTimeSidekicks.com and get 15% off your entire order this is a knoxville tennessee based business run by a florida gator so hey not completely biased over here but uh, this is stainless steel drinkware shane really outstanding product a very heavy double wall insulated lined with copper to make sure your drinks stay hot or cold all day all tailgate and all work day long this is officially licensed ncaa gear they've got every SEC team covered at Game Time Sidekicks. And don't forget that promo code, hey buddy, all one word, and they'll give you 15% off your entire order. Again, that's GameTimeSidekicks.com, promo, hey buddy, all one word. And you can find that information in the show notes. And we're also brought to you by Prize Picks, Shane. Head on over to PrizePicks.com, daily fantasy sports. What we love about prize picks, they got college football selections. I was on a heater, but damn, Will Levis and A&M, now I'm on a – you can fade my prize yep. picks selections here, Shane. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm crashing and burning. But go on over to prizepicks.com. They'll match your initial deposit up to 100 bucks using that promo code SEC. Again, you can find a link to this in the show notes, but that's prizepicks.com. Promo SEC. They'll match your initial deposit up to a hundred bucks. So you can play play some daily fantasy sports with us. They got all the professional leagues, not just college football. So whatever sport you're into, even UFC, things like that, they got you covered at prizepicks.com. But then we got some New Year's six bowl games too, Shane. Alabama, yeah. number five Alabama versus number nine Kansas State who just won the Big 12 over TCU Sugar Bowl, Saturday, December 31st. And how about this, Shay? Did you see the line for that? I thought it was pretty interesting. No, I didn't. I, the only one I saw was the Georgia one. All right, well, take, take, a, take a guess at this one. Alabama, um, Kansas State. We'll go Alabama 11. Four and a half. Shit. So, how many opt-outs we have in Exactly. Here? I think that's what they're trying to gauge is uh, who's playing this football game. Yeah. You Because know, to your point, yes, I would certainly favor Alabama over Kansas State, but 
I've only seen Kansas State play twice this year, Shane. They beat the hell out of Missouri, and they look yeah. tough in this Big 12 championship game. So I, I certainly would favor Alabama, but just don't know who's playing in that matchup. You know what? That's what's bad about especially teams like Alabama that have this stigma. You know, everybody yeah. wants Bama. That, that was, that's been the – Right. And, and if you come in there – you know, half cocked here mm-hmm. with 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 players that's not even started before. I mean, and then you're getting all of Kansas State. There'll yeah. be no opt outs. This is their championship game, mm-hmm. so you're going to get the best of them. So that does worry me a little bit. So just be careful if you are gambling with some of these teams, just because you got to keep that in the back of your mind. Now, how about the Orange Bowl, Shane? Nicely named this year, Friday, December thirtieth. Number six Tennessee versus number seven Clemson. The the burger flipping bowl. Or as I've heard it called, the uh, Shane Beamer Daddy Bowl. <laughs> Man, them, them Gamecocks, Shane. Oh, we're going to have to hear about this all offseason. You know, I mean, they beat Tennessee oh. and Clemson. They're, they win either way, whoever wins this game. You know what? This damn hype team is going to clip every video from both those ball games. You're going to see it all all year long, man. I I mean, there's no getting around it. And the fact these two are playing, I mean, it should be played up there in Columbia. Yeah, <laughs> just move it up there so we don't have to travel as far. But uh, no, this is going to be an I, I again opt outs pending. This should be a fantastic football game. Yeah, put your money where your mouth is, kind of game. Right, and I've been, you know, I've I've heard some, some rumors and speculation, Shane, on Tennessee potential opt outs, but man, I don't see how you sit a game like this out when you're, uh, you know, we certainly we know the ride Tennessee's been on. I mean, Music City yeah. Bowl last year, that's something to be celebrated, given right. wh- where the program was. Now you're going to one of the, the, I mean, aside from the playoff game, I mean, there's nothing better than the Orange Bowl. So it, it's wild to me to think you'd sit out could potentially win 11 games for Tennessee. That'd be that'd be massive for the Vols. And you get it against a team you hate, a team you recruit against annually, a coach everybody hates. What do you think the spread is here, Tennessee, Clemson? Uh, give me – they, they love Clemson, man. Mm-hmm. Give me Clemson minus three. Four and a half. Okay. No love for Bazooka Joe. Now is uh, Golish? Is he going to be at this one, or is he uh, is he out? I'm pretty sure he's out. I don't I haven't seen that confirmed, but yeah, the news: Tennessee offensive coordinator Alex Golish, now the head coach at South Florida. And usually, the way these these timelines go, you got to get down there because you got to get to yeah. recruiting. We got transfer portal. We got so much going on. So uh, he more than likely. Are you, I, I would, are you worried about that? Or I mean, this is Hopple system, so. Mm-hmm. No, he, he pretty much okay. I wouldn't be. Yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> Hell, I just, some of y'all just learned his name, so <laughs> I thought Hopple's doing it the whole time. <laughs> How about the Citrus Bowl, Shane? Number seventeen, LSU. Yeah. First Purdue. Both these teams lost in their conference championship games. This game is Monday, January second. You know, let Wait, me, who's this again? Purdue and who? LSU. Oh, okay. What do you think All the spread right. is for that one? And where's it going to be played? Uh, this is the Citrus Bowl, so it'll be in, uh, I think, Orlando. Okay. Go see, go see Disney after that. I mean, you can make this a nice family vacation. So, um, yeah, I think the man it really depends on Daniels. Um, yeah. But I'm going to say. 
I'm going to say LSU uh, minus, man, two and a half. Purdue, I mean, Purdue played good. Yeah, LSU five and a half. Okay, all right. But let me ask you this real quick because we we didn't we didn't hit on a lot of LSU there because they just got stomped. But that doesn't sour you at all on what type of season. I mean, it's not only that, but it's losing to A and M. A lot of luster yeah. lost. But man, still, even if you would have lost in Atlanta by a hundred to Georgia, which is really like their home crowd, right? Even if if it would have been embarrassing, I wouldn't be down if I was an LSU fan. Are are you at all? No. No, I, I am on cloud nine, man. First year, mm-hmm. Kelly coming in and taking us from rags to riches. Right. You're at the championship game. You beat Alabama. You There was a lot of great things happen this season. Mm-hmm. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, what's going to happen if we have a couple off seasons? You know, we're going to be right back to competing again. So, no, I think you're – I think you're – Spot on, man. Somebody asked me the other day about, and I'm going to always bring up Tennessee when I can, about you know Hendon Hooker being injured and, and Milton in. They're, they're making the argument that do you even want to see him in the college football? Well, hell yeah, I want to see him in the college football playoff. Yeah, I, I don't care if we go up there with a punter at quarterback. As long as you're there, <laughs> you get the experience. You may lose, but that's okay. You may win. So yeah, I, I think LSU had a fantastic season. It does suck how it ended. Not so much the. Georgia. I think we all sense that one coming. Right. The Texas A&M, that was a little bit of a stinger, mm-hmm. and I think that's what kind of soured things. But, no, I, I am. if I'm a Tiger fan, I am on cloud nine right now. Right, and the only thing better than winning on the field chain is winning on the recruiting trail. Yes. LSU's got a top five class. No surprise. That's that's basically the standard down there, and they're getting it done to ensure that uh, you know the team is going to be better and better under Brian Kelly. Now, how about this hell of one? A da- hell of a dance floor, too, Mike. <laughs> Just don't forget. <laughs> how about the intriguing one, Shay? This could be one of the best bowl matchups potentially in the SEC. The Gator Bowl, number 19, South Carolina, versus number 21, Notre Dame, Friday, December 30th. So it's not, not often you get you know an SEC versus Notre Dame. Yeah. South Carolina really came on strong at the tail end. What do you think the the opening point spread is for this one? I'd like to think there's no opt-outs here. So I'm going to go South Carolina minus three and a half. Wrong team, Shane. Notre Dame getting that love four and a half point favorite. Mm. And to your point, it it has been announced already. Spencer Rattler will play. Yep. Which has a great sign. I think he should come back for another season. We'll see what happens there, but, but certainly if he was opting out for the bowl game, you know, he's not coming back. So that, that's a good sign, but uh, man, that again, this would be a historic accomplishment. I would say of not that, I mean, we all know Notre Dame's overrated, but again, South Carolina year two, Shane Beamer, marquee bowl game, the nation Dude. will be watching beating Notre Dame. That'd be great for him. Tennessee and South Carolina. If you didn't watch it, you know, it was like, well, that was a one-off. And then they doubled down. They beat Clemson. And yeah. now you have a chance to play. People are going to be watching. They're just curious. You know, what the hell is going on over there in South Carolina? Mm-hmm. So, I hope there's no opt-outs. I hope you get a full full, a full game cock, if you will, you know, <laughs> at the Gator Bowl and, and just go and, and just ball out, man. Three, three. 
three huge victories back to back to back. Mm-hmm. That's the momentum you need going in the offseason. And maybe that's the the buzz you you can keep Spencer on on track, keep him on the field. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. we got the we're going to talk about it here in a little bit. The portal opens up. Yep. So uh there's going to be a lot of good things coming down. So we got to finish strong though. Now I got to be honest, Shane, I don't even know never heard of this bowl. I assume they just got rebranded the Relia Quest Bowl. <laughs> Ooh, but a okay. nice nice little matchup here. Number 22, Mississippi State, Red Hot versus Illinois, which they were pretty good this year. And, a, and their coach, Shane, Brett Bielema. So we get some yeah. SEC flavor here. That's on January 2nd. Mississippi State, Illinois. What's your point spread guess for that? <sighs> um, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Illinois. You went wrong. No. Even. Minus one. <laughs> Minus one and a half. Mississippi State. So, oh, anticipating a, a, game. a, a tough, tough hot, fought game here. You know what? Oh, Bielema. It'd be good to see him again. I watched him at Michigan game a little bit. Yeah. I I had a whole bunch of – never mind. Just a <laughs> I, bunch of I was there jokes. with you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I showed them to you. I had to delete them because they couldn't put away Michigan. But anyway. <laughs> All right. How about the Music City Bowl shade by hometown of Nashville here? Kentucky versus Iowa. What? They just played last year, I believe. So I hate when they do that. But it's December 31st nonetheless. It's a nice trip. Not that far from Lexington. Whenever uh, Kentucky football or Kentucky basketball plays in Nashville, they take the city over. So I can't wait. Mm-hmm. It'll be great to see some Kentucky people. In Nashville, what what do you think the point spread is for that one? Could Kentucky say they just don't want to play them again, like <laughs> someone else <laughs> can't do that? No, I I think this is uh, I think this would be a good game, but I, I you know what I think this is going to be a good game. Yeah, I think there's a lot of so give me Kentucky minus six and a half, three and a half. Okay, boy, some of these I want to put some money on i just it's the opt-outs that's what's so scary about right. these games yeah and I, I believe this one last year shane uh if, if memory serves kentucky had to come back big drive at the end of the game otherwise iowa would have won it so i mean there's there's gonna be some bad blood there's gonna be some payback being attempted yeah to your point i think it's gonna be a great game yeah i do too i'm just worried about levis yeah, because he's coming. You know, he's got the draft coming up, and a mm-hmm. lot of times, what you'll see from these guys that have been battling ailments the entire season, right. they want to go ahead and get that cleaned up right now, so that they can be at camps and stuff. So that's that's my only concern is we've seen Kentucky without Will, and it is not pretty. And I think that's a little different, Shane. I mean, I I get it. You're not finishing the deal, but it's when when you've basically drug yourself off the mat time and time and time during the regular yeah. season and you're still banged up at this point of the year to the point yeah. where you know you could get seriously hurt in a bowl game i completely understand someone like that not playing you know what i mean yeah yeah and that's what's concerning with this one because that's the first thing that i thought of and and so i'm not saying that's happening that's not any news nobody's ever said anything to us or, or mike right. but but it could that's that's one thing i'm looking for now, I believe, Shay, this will be the first Las Vegas Bowl featuring an SEC <laughs> team out here in the, the Raiders Stadium, Florida, versus number 14, Oregon State. That's a fun game. Okay. What do you think yeah, the point spread is fun. for that? Out in Vegas? Uh, man, give me uh, 
I'm going to always pick SEC besides I messed up earlier. But give me Florida <laughs> minus two. Oregon State minus seven and a half. What? They, they what? must think Anthony Richardson's not going to play. Oregon State. You know, I haven't watched Oregon State game. Mm. Golly, since I was 10. <laughs> they, they, I didn't know they got it. I thought they got rid of that team. <laughs> Just combined Oregon and Oregon State. They didn't do that? <laughs> I don't think so. All right, how about – uh, Still got ugly uniforms or have they, they – Oh, got yeah, nicer? ugly as can oh. be. Okay. <laughs> how about the Texas Bowl, Shane? Ole Miss, Texas Tech on December 28th. Oh. Um, give me minus six. Three, Ole Miss. Man, Lane Kiffin coming back, all that momentum. I know. What the nah. hell? Yeah, what the hell? This ain't, this ain't your – this ain't the Pirates – Texas Tech, you know. <laughs> These guys blew their shot, so um, I like Ole Miss big in this one. Oh, you know, one thing I forgot to mention, Shay, with the Florida Gators playing in the Las Vegas Bowl, this is an earlier bowl game. It's December 17th. Yeah. So we're talking about, as, as people are hearing this, what, that is 12 days away. Yeah. That's a real unfortunate. I don't know why they do it that way. Because when you get to this bowl, you're supposed to get 15 additional practices. Mm-hmm. It's not even possible. So, I mean, that's that feels like a failure of the system here. And it's a, you know, Florida certainly could use ex- extra practices for year one under Billy Napier. I think that it's a little bit of a screw job there. Yeah. No, I agree, man. That's Vegas for you. You got to get in there for the. Um... <laughs> Damn old man conventions coming in or something. <laughs> All right, how about this one, Shade? Arkansas versus Kansas. That could be a good uh-huh. game. Liberty Bowl on December 28th. Who do you got favored in that one? So, let me ask you, Mike. Did, did Missouri really <laughs> dodge these bastards? Is that, I, I've seen Eli come out and say, we'll play anywhere. And, right. and, and you know, the AD and stuff. I, I just – I, but what usually when there's smoke, there's fires. Mm-hmm. Somebody has done something here. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I don't know, Shane. That was the big talking point on Friday. Missouri had an opportunity. Can't imagine why they would rather play Wake Forest than Kansas. With, I mean, these, you know, SEC fans that, or Missouri fans that say they don't have a real rival. Well, there's yeah. your rival. I mean, you, you think every opportunity you'd get, you'd want to play them. I don't know. Again, I don't know the true story, but it's unfortunate because you should never be running from anybody, particularly an arch rival that you haven't played in years, that you've been yeah. that fans have been dying to see you play. There's no excuses. It should be the opposite, Shay. You should be begging to play them. Because for, do it for your fans. You know, the people Absolutely. that care. Do it for the players that, that grew up hating Kansas. I'm, I don't know. I, it pisses me off that I don't know if it's true again, but if it is, that's – that's weak. Last uh, bowl game here, Gasparilla Bowl, Shane. Missouri versus Wake Forest. What? Gasper what? Gasparilla. Oh, they're making names up, man. <laughs> <laughs> Missouri <laughs> versus Wake Forest. Sorry. Who you got in that one? Uh, oh, Missouri. Uh, all this noise and stuff, they're going to come out here and destroy somebody. So give me Missouri minus six and a half. Wrong again. Wake Forest one and a half. What? What? That's crazy, what? isn't it? That's is 
yeah, no, that's terrible. That's a terrible bet. If you're a Wake Forest fan, I'm sorry. You shouldn't be listening to this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. We'll, <laughs> we'll embrace all listeners. But Missouri's about to beat the brakes off of you. Yeah. Well, hey, Shane, all right, so we, we hit, we've we hit on this time and time again. i got to clear th- some things up. I made another boo-boo here. Oh, God. Well, this is all due. You know, the transfer portal yeah. window stuff. So not, yeah. not a major screw up here. But I've said before, it's a two-week period. It's really – it's 45 days – and so it starts here on Monday. You're going to see names popping up in that thing left and right. There's there's too many to recap. I'm actually going to have a, a full breakdown, Shane, over at uh, thatsecpodcast.com. Every single player that goes into the portal from the SEC, I'm going to have it all listed out and every portal commitment to the SEC. So okay. that'll be your go-to place. Uh, I'll tweet about it. You can be easy to find. But again, this is 45 days. This is going to run till January 18th of this portal window. And one other thing I screwed up, because I think you specifically asked me this. During this 45 days, you do not have to announce where you're going. So it's just putting your name into the portal. And you could... I don't know if there's a timeline or what, but I think you could just wait six months and, and make yeah. your declaration. So, I, obviously, that's an extreme. I don't anticipate that's going to happen, but this is just a 45-day window to put your name in there, and there is another window similar to this, and that's only 15 days. That's May 1st through May 15th, so obviously okay. after spring football. But this is going to be wild, Jay. There's 45 days of madness here, free agency. We'll see. Yeah. You know, I, I would imagine some of the bigger names probably going to ca- come out the portal pretty quick if I had to guess. I I honestly think, Shane, with, um, you know, the uh, signing day coming up here in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. I would think programs want to know, you know, who they got on their roster, what, what position groups they can strengthen during this portal window. Yeah. Kind of give them a better idea of what – recruits they need to get if they if they miss out on a guy so to speak or players that leave their roster i think auburn you got to look at with a new coaching mm-hmm. staff is going to be very 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 active rebuilding their roster and, and one final note to all this transfer portal i know this is confusing but if you're a graduate transfer you could transfer at any time it doesn't even matter if it's in this window so we're still going right. to have a lot of transfers probably outside of this this window, but not nearly as many as we're going to get the next 45 days. Does that all make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And so you'll have it all listed because there are already a ton and a lot of big names floating yeah. around there. I think the key, Mike, though, as a fan is not to panic yet because you, I don't think we've seen a, a portal like this one with the NIL as, mm-hmm. as, as, as it's, it's becoming a business. And sometimes these kids are going to jump in the portal just to see what their worth is, to see what how much they could get paid to stay through their NIL contracts. I, I, I truly believe we're going to see more of that. We saw a little bit of that with Missouri already. Um, I thought it was interesting, Judkins coming out saying he's going to stay at Ole Miss. And I'm like, well, I didn't even know that was an option. You know, <laughs> where were you going? <laughs> so so these guys, they're, they're all doing it right now. So don't panic. It's 45 days. Uh, but yes, it is, it is, man, it's huge. It's going to be a, it's going to be a wild year, brother, a wild off season for sure. Right. And, and I don't want to put this on Judkins, but we just use him as an example, just cause you said something. 
and again, this is not any information or anything, but who knows? You know, I assume because I saw what you're talking about. He said, hey, we, we got to deal with the Grove Collective, which is our NIL. Well, what's to stop Alabama's NIL from saying, well, what they pay you, we'll, we'll double it. You know what I mean? So right. I think that could still be in play. Again, just using him as an example, I don't anticipate that happening. But it's going to be interesting, Shane. And, and I think a lot of players, maybe not players like Bryce Young or, or obviously Will Levis, but you know, non-quarterbacks that are not locks to be first-round picks, this is a mm-hmm. good opportunity for them to say, well, how much NAL can I get? And if I'm not yeah. happy with it, then I'm off to the NF the, the NFL. Yeah. And I'm looking at guys like Spencer Rattler, Anthony Richardson, on and on and on. I mean, this this is going to be a wild time. You know what? Yeah. Oh man, and and Prime up there in Colorado now. You saw that one. <laughs> yeah. I think he's taking ten of those Jackson kids with him. So uh, it, we're going to hear all kinds of stuff coming off this portal, and it's going to be wild. It's going to be kind of like the wild wild west, but. You know, I think it's going to be fun, too, because your rosters, they're not like they used to be. Yeah. How many times have you had a roster or you're watching your, your favorite team and you're like, damn, we're, we're like three years away. I'll never forget that Arkansas game where they had that damn punt return. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting over there and I'm watching. And I'm like, golly, we are really far behind these other SEC opponents. But we didn't have the portal. So we were stuck with this team. Not not that I don't love the athletes, a lot of them that were there, great, great kids. But it wasn't like we could just dip into the portal and find speed like you can now. So I, I, I think this is – if you had a bad year, this this may be good for you because you can jump in there and, and next thing you know, your team is – twice as good so um i'm very interested to see how this thing plays out mike yeah and let's say you're an auburn fan shane they they also have put a new rule in place i think just for the next two years but uh, you can essentially sign as many guys as you want the key is you can still only have 85 scholarship players Mm -hmm. so you know who knows you may sign 15 transfers and 35 recruits out of high school. You know what I mean? To yeah. to, to get to that 85 number. And, and he ain't going to be the only one. I'm just using him as an example because he's a yeah. first-year coach turning over that roster. But this, these rosters are, are going to get turned over and turned over in a hurry this offseason. Yeah. And that should make for more exciting and unpredictable football next season. You know what? That's right, man. It's like – it's like Juco on steroids. That's what it's like. You remember? You know, like, I, I never knew where Hutchinson's school or whatever. And I'm like, oh, we got over there, you know. <laughs> now the NIL, man, they're, they're all floating around. So there's there's tons of great athletes, different situations. And, and you know, he's a great example. I mean, hell, he was out there on, on game day yeah. pretty much broadcasting. Hey, you want to come play right now? This is the place to be. So – uh, they may turn the roster. Next thing you know, maybe Auburn's in the SEC championship next year. You know, the one final thing I got, Shane, on that specifically, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Hugh, during that appearance, he you know he was noting, hey, we just opened a $120 million facility. Uh-huh. There was an Auburn writer, I believe his name's Tom Green, said, well, that's interesting. It's a $90 million complex. And just read the <laughs> comments. It's like, oh, yep, he, well, he's a damn known liar. He's lying already. And then the Auburn people are, why are you even saying this? You know, maybe they've added $30 million or the furnishings $30 million. It's people that hate you. It's people that defend yeah. you. 
And, mm -hmm. hey, that's just the SEC. That's why I love it. You know what? In terms of transparency, what stipulations or guardrails are there on any use of social media or communications yeah. you might have? You know, I, I have uh, actually, uh, you know, a lot of people in that office work with me on that now, mm -hmm. and uh, I like it that way. And I, it's hard for me to keep up now <laughs> with, with, with everything that's going on. I didn't know if a few coaches had already changed at different places uh, because I can't keep up with it, and I've got my hands full with a lot of other things right now. It'll be a joint effort. You've been ahead of the SEC. It's changed. The game has changed. You're back in. What do you have to do to compete at Auburn to get these Tigers back to being the team that their fans expect them to be? Yeah, recruit. We, we've got to go get players. We've got to revamp the roster. And it's uh, the good thing um, is in this new day and time, you know, you can do that fairly fast. And, you know, at Auburn, I mean, look, there's only five schools that have, that have in, since in the last 12 years that have played for a national championship and won it and played for one and, and not won it. And Auburn is one of those five. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, for all the recruits that are listening right now, <laughs> look, you can play right away. You can help us get that back there. And tradition, uh, tradition is there. The support is there. The passion is there. Uh, the resources are there. And now, you know, we've got to pull everybody together, head in the same direction. But we have to go get great players. Coach, Twitter's going to miss you. I want to let you know that. <laughs> but um, whenever you think about 2022 college football, and now you're obviously at Auburn, and whenever we were talking about the Auburn job being open, listening to people that know college ball, they're like, a lot comes with that job. There's a yeah. lot that comes with it, and maybe not everybody wanted to take that job, which I was completely befuddled by. But in the modern world with the NIL deals and the transfer portal, how much do you think that came into a role in you making the decision to be the one to, you know, take on the Auburn job, and how are you going to use that to make the team better? Yeah, the, the, the NIL and uh, the $120 million brand new facility we have, which is like Disney World. I can't get around. I get lost every <laughs> wow. single time I go, I, I go in we it. I can't, I can't, yeah, I, I, can't. I would see that. Oh, yeah, you need to come see yeah. it. It's, uh, it's off the charts good. And Have you seen the price of OSB lately? I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Now it is. <laughs> Housing market's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, oh man, you can spin it however you want to, but man, it's it's great to be yeah. online during this SEC football season. But hey, brother, that's all I got. You got anything else before we hop off the line? No. Tomorrow, you guys gonna go a little bit over the portal stuff oh, that's going on in yeah. there. Uh -huh. We'll all be right. talking portal. We're gonna be talking coaching transition. Uh, I believe we're gonna do our all SEC teams, Stephen and I. So, should be one hell of a show. All right, tune in tomorrow, guys. When I, when all the names come out and all the all the smart people to get together, that's when Shane bounces. So <laughs> yeah. I'll be back Wednesday, though. <laughs> hey, brother, it's good seeing you again, and uh, you know it's been a hell of a it's been a hell of a run, and I I'm, I just can't wait to see how this season ends. Uh, we everybody, man, we got one game left. Some of you got two, but yep. it's uh it's it's been awesome. It's been an awesome year. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Shane, I appreciate you as always. I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out. We'll catch you on the next one. All right. See you guys. Go balls. They should have been in the playoffs. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs>